I'm just going to say it off the top. I'm not going to try to say it too much, but um, I wasn't, I said I wasn't ready going into Game of Thrones. And this right here is the reason why all the shit we're about to talk about. But before we get there, and, I, and I'm not going to try to go on a grumble fest. I'm just going to say I am displeased and vexed. But I feel like we're here to talk about it. We're going to talk through it. Maybe you guys are feeling some of the same stuff. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But, we you know, it's a sharing community. We're a family. We're a Game of Thrones family. We're like the Starks. There's only a few of us left. Well, that, that's the thing. Because, like, when we watch it, the title's not up on there. It just says, you know. 71. Yeah. So I didn't know the title until I opened up this doc, and it's like The Last of the Starks. That yeah. was the title? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna talk about the title. Before we get into the, the show, though, uh, we want to plug on uh, Andre's composition of the, of the Battle of Winterfell. It's, it's specifically the scene that's building with Arya in the library. And you need to listen to it on his channel. Go to Andre Magalhaes. Um, it's, it's Andre, A-N-D-R-E, in case you didn't spell Andre. And then Magalhaes is M-A-G-A-L-H-A-E-S. Uh, and go find that. I don't know how to put things in notes. I hear the podcasters put things in notes when they list the podcast. I half-ass use uh, the Libsyn uh, <laughs> app, so I should probably put that in the notes. What you think? I don't know. Uh, and we can put that up on the, the website as well. And we'll, well, thank we'll probably you. post about it otherwise. It's, it's incredible. Um, he's very, very talented. I know we say that a lot, but you should hear what he's done with this, um, with this scene and how it builds. It, it gave me chills. It was a lot of fun, yeah. It's gorgeous. Shall we get started? Let's just get right into it, shall we? <laughs> so this is directed by David Nutter, The Last of the Starks. And I'm like watching this again. This Today is the first time I saw the title. I was like, bitch, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> Fuck you. The Last <laughs> of the Starks. <sighs> so we know Bran is, he's on some weird drugs. <laughs> Reminiscent about 120-year-old wheelchair designs by Darian Targaryen. Whatever, dude. And he doesn't want anything he anymore. He doesn't want anything anymore. And Sansa, you know, we think, oh, we got some hope in that. Arya, she's totally straight. Ways are going to go kill Cersei and die in the, in the heat of it. Jon is just doomy McDoom doom. <laughs> you know, Regal for show died this episode. <laughs> so what are you saying, show? You're saying this is it? This is the last? This is lore. Because I feel like when we leave Sam in Winterfell, he's telling the story from off in the distance. And this is what he remembers of that time. And he's gathered all these stories. And he's put this, you know, everything about this whole time together. Because he's going to be probably a great maester of the Citadel or something like that. This is what I'm feeling. Are they referring to someone in particular as the last of the Starks? Could be. Because that would be, I mean... A person... But like it'd be Sansa because it'd be Sta- Sansa, you know she's the last one in Winterfell. Well, yeah, because there there was that thing as well that Bran said, "I don't want to be the Lord of Winterfell." Yeah, I feel like she's. Is it just as straight? Because is it just a quote from the episode <laughs> that they decided somebody, to take? Somebody says it. Somebody says the last of the Starks. Yeah. Yeah, someone says it at some point. So hmm. after reading, hmm. watching it four times, you think I'd know? Well, so we get started with this funeral thing. So the funeral thing, I'm like, this show is very aware that we needed to say goodbye. Um, so we have this beautiful funeral scene, if you can call funeral scenes beautiful. And, of course, this is probably almost sort of reminiscent of Danny, in a way, burying Cal Drogo. Only, you know, everybody's mm. fucking dead at this one. Um, and you've got Lady Mormont. Lyanna's there and Jorah and Beric and Theron. 
and then the Unsullied, the Dothraki, <laughs> and the Wildlings, and the, the North Bannermen and women. So let me ask y'all something. I'm just curious about this. Didn't more motherfuckers die than this? And how many days after Did the they? battle is this? So I it's think a, it's just like briefly after, but remember the ones that were resurrected, they turned into, they, they poofed into ice. Lyanna was resurrected. Oh, snap. So was Ed. Though, though, yeah, those are just Ed like out of the White too. Walker. No, Ed comments. was in there. Yeah, Ed, Ed all these people yeah. were on the, pa- uh, on the oh, pyres. Oh, man. How come that doesn't, uh, uh-huh. doesn't work then? Yeah, okay. So <laughs> everybody who's not a White Walker, please lay down and be dead. So there was just a sea of people. So let's talk about some magical shit that happens on the show. Not only do we have a fireproof woman and a resurrected dude and everybody's running around <laughs> on dragons and shit and a red lady gives birth to like a, a pussy poltergeist, we have magical elven shit going on in Winterfell in the north at least because I feel like they finished this cleaning up this battle like literally 72 hours after it. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. cleaned all that up. You know, there is fresh snowfall. Sure, it is the north. But Winterfell looked like it had been, like, they got the night crew to come in and do a little, you know. <laughs> they just moved that shit off screen. I don't know, man. <laughs> it was distracting it. as shit. And then it didn't feel like that. They didn't have enough pyres for all the people who we were led to believe died in yeah. waves. Yeah, I mean... How many how many people per pyre? Like the the ones towards the back. I tried to bag. count. There was probably about eighty like people if you count like the little figures. That's eighty. There was a lot more motherfuckers out there. Yeah. Was this just the uh, generals? Is was there just a big hot heap of bodies behind Winterfell that they just threw some tar on and lit on fire with a match and went? Nobody can identify all these motherfuckers are too mangled and it's fucked up. And there's just that that's the the, the pile we don't talk about. And the people standing there are is that all that's left? Because John's yeah. talking that yeah, way towards so. the pyres. Yeah. But I did notice that at behind the very last pyre, yeah. there was a, you know, something. We're out gonna there. get to the numbers game recently. Yeah, there's people standing on the other on the other side. There's our dudes okay. here, and that and have been that might have been the Northmen or the Wild. You know, I don't know. All right. Right. So that's also we don't even know if I'm assuming all of the Dothraki that died off in the distance also got resurrected and ran back to Winterfell. Right. So I was thinking, did they have to go all the way down there and drag everybody back exactly. as well? Or but were I'm they saying, already there? And look, hats off and leave no man or woman behind. Glad y'all clean this shit up. What, th- but this is the most magical shit that's happened in the show to me. <laughs> that they keep re- rebuilding goddamn Winterfell and it looks like just a wall fell in. It doesn't look like a dragon came and just went, fuck this and fuck that and fuck this and fuck y'all. All over the side of the battlements. Yeah, because during that battle, like that place was just janked up totally i mean somebody came in yeah. and cleaned up like the the women who we saw on the great hall and the cleaning staff at winterfell that's your golden company of like cleaning services because there was no blood or guts in the hall nobody was like getting irpy and as leslie jones did point out when you set all them bodies on fire yeah. the north <laughs> the be stanky a lot of I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out when when this episode how far after how long after was this supposed to take place after the Battle of Winterfell? I'm feeling like not that long because you know how Danny is on she that. She ready to go? She yeah. she feeling yeah. that crunch? Mm-hmm. She's got her dragon running. He's just he's on idle out so, behind Winterfell. Like let's go. And they need and Sansa says her men need to rest up. So it's probably like 
It's days. I think it's not days. long after. Yeah. I think the longest is like maybe a week. I mean, seriously, like... even in a week, this is a magical shit. I'm just saying. I don't want. I don't want to harp <laughs> on it too much longer. So then we're we're at the Arya kill the the Night King rap party, and it's pretty <laughs> somber. And I don't blame y'all. But what I don't understand and why why if y'all got enough, we've got all this industriousness, right? To rebuild Winterfell, put all these bodies in nice neat piles and shit, and then you got to bury the ashes. You don't just leave that shit out in the yard. You'll get wolves. So why why isn't there a big ass fucking cake in the middle of the the great hall <laughs> with Arya's name on it, with a knife sticking in it? I mean, like, where's her? Where? Why isn't she the guest of honor? Why are all these fools sitting up here and there's not a chair for Arya? Arya just saved everybody's fucking life. Everybody's in this competition of who saved whose life. And I know Arya's not going to show up. I know she's going to creep around under the battle. She's not. She's not going to show yeah. up for it, but you at least make the effort to put the cake together, hang a banner or some shit. These people are all about sigils and banners. You know, Sansa should have been up all night with her non going to battle except for a stab, maybe two Crypt Keepers once or twice. She should have been up all night long, you know, sewing up a sigil of her sister face on a banner to hang in the Great Hall. Yeah. Instead of just making sure that there's more wine than there's ever been in Winterfell ever. Where did all this fucking wine come from? I'm with Leslie on this. Where did all this fucking wine come from? I think Sansa was holding out on us this entire time. <laughs> I think she has stores and food stores, you know, and now that everybody's half dead, she's like, I'll bring out the good wine. Okay, good. I see you, Sansa. And then, okay. Because here's what Arya did. Arya killed eight years of character development in one sink of a knife. We got, we've been hearing about Night King since the pilot. Blue-eyed people in the woods. The wildlings are running. Ned Stark is the winter is coming. And it just is on this march this entire eight years. It's just coming for Winterfell. It's coming for the wall. And then Arya just kills the Night King. And we don't know who the motherfucker was. We don't know anything about this dude. We've talked about, are they saving this for the books? Probably. But... It's like all of this big lead up and then it's over. Unless there's a small army of Craster's babies coming out of the woods <laughs> at some point during the post credits of the finale, the Night King thing and the White Walker thing seems to be done with, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was watching, this could be nothing, but I was watching David Dan, David and Dan on, um, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, which I I always get one of the Jimmys, stuff. yeah, yeah, and and they asked them, um, are we going to see any more White Walkers this season? And they're like, mm, we can't tell you that. So, so it's no. possible, <laughs> probably not. I'm probably not, but yeah, I mean, I I don't feel. I was curious to, to know who the Night King really was, but again, I feel like <laughs> at this point we're we're two episodes out from the end of the story. I don't know. Maybe they are saving it for the book. That's a, actually a pr- probably good, probably good theory. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. But this scene is weird because this is this disturbing thing. I understand Danny's point of view to a large degree. She, she's fireproof. She's a real shit. She's done all kinds of amazing crap besides walking out of fires and, and setting people f- free. We've had some amazing moments with this woman. Um, you know, she's put up with being raped and sold and, and just talked shit to. And now she's suffered the loss of, you know, she's her Viserion became an ice dragon. She had to fight him in battle. I mean, all these heartbreaking things like that she's had to go through 
but here's resurrected homeboy from the north who's getting all the home court love and she's just cutting eyes at you know everybody in the room because yeah. her nephew boyfriend is a goddamn war hero and she's not getting any of that love so well i thought i thought the way i read it was that she just looked lonely yeah because she doesn't she doesn't have that same relationship with john anymore she just lost jorah and especially after this episode she's even more lonely now right but but i think she also is more like i'm I'm not the prettiest girl in the room anymore like everybody she tells john everybody used to look at me like that yeah well no no because she's new no one there has seen what she's done any of her exploits any of her her wins right so i mean that's also unsullied are hanging out in the ends going let me just tell what my girl did (laughs) remember (laughs) you should have seen what no man you should have seen it when drogon was a baby and she brought him out she pretended to sell him y'all should have been there dude like she lit that (laughs) motherfucker on far yeah Yeah, they're not sitting around (laughs) telling these stories it probably would help unsullied because everyone else Since there, Bran knows it, Bran could at least help out and tell some of these stories. Yeah, but see, Bran's not helping nobody He's out. just unhelpful <laughs> as fuck, man. <laughs> he's like, he's checking maybe, out. Well, maybe, well, with that angle, maybe he's not telling those stories because he, he knows that he needs to get John on the throne. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I might be looking too much into it. But I don't yeah, know. you're right. Bran is like not... <laughs> Fucking Again, worthless. he's just thinking about that wheelchair design. I'm just, like, and he got all dreamy and creepy about it, like he was touching himself. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so everybody's talking about the cup on Game of Thrones. Apparently, um, Emily, Amelia, sorry, Amelia brought a cup to um, oh, set. Was it her? It's either Starbucks or it was a you know a local chain. Let's just put it this way: it was a disposable cup. It was not um, from Winterfell. It's not period accurate. It's not period accurate. And everybody was talking about that, but I was distracted by it because I went back to look at the setting. Oh, there it is. Uh, that she was, she's writing a note, like she's sending a raven. I don't, who is she sending a raven to? Starbucks, because she wants, you know, more. Well, she's writing a note. Hmm. She is. She's sitting there writing. Um, she's sending a raven to someone. And is this how Euron knows that she's going to Dragonstone? Because when they show up later and, and pull off this ambush, how do they know her battle plans? I mean, I think even mentioned- all the spies would be dead. So I feel like the raven got intercepted, so Euron would know. Or I mean, in the in the after show, I think one of the one of the um, directors was saying, you know, they probably figured that she'd be going there anyway, so they set up an ambush just to sit, just to be waiting. Okay. Well, so, no, that made sense, yeah, because they were going to Dragonstone. I feel like that would be the most logical place that she would go I to guess. set up camp. I would just it was like, who is she sending a raven to? Because ravens are a big deal. No one does this casually. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't. I, it, Two times watching it, I didn't even pick that up. Is she asking for Dorn? Is she is she texting? Who's she hollering at? So, hmm. didn't know. So here's Davos. I wanted to like for, I didn't put it in my initial notes, and I went back and looked at the scene. And again, there's two times in this episode where uh, two characters hit the show right over the head. <laughs> the show was talking to us through these two characters. So Davos is talking to Tyrion about Melisandre. Like you know, I was gonna kill her, and um. And she kind of did it for me. And then he's like really perplexed about this whole thing. Like Davos, the entire battle was like, what is going on, guys? Like he just looked confused. I mean, he has been through the Battle of the Blackwater and he's lost like everybody in his family. So, you know, but he just looked a little like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then here at the end, he's like the Lord of Light. We play his game for him. We fight his war and win. And then he fucks off. No signs, no blessings. Who knows what he wants? And I'm like... 
what? <laughs> You're acknowledging that we're just going to sit here and go, yeah, we don't know what he wants. He just wanted the world to continue on. He's a big area fan. Well, see, that's that's like that's like what I because I was thinking about that to, that today, and that that really stood out to me when I was watching it. And it seems like you know I don't uh, if this is if it's, it's it seems like it's a Martin thing, and maybe um, like who knows Benahoff and Weiss are pulling this out is like because he he's created this magical world, but like in the last minute he's pulling the magic out of it and he's making us confront ourselves. Yeah, well, because Tyrion <sighs> goes on to say immediately we he may ha- we may have defeated them. But we still have us to contend with. And that's the only... Uh, that's George Martin talking directly yeah, to us. Yeah, and that's the only explanation why I'm thinking why Cersei is after the Night King. Because it really is the, the person, the living, that you really need to be terrified about. Yeah, monsters are not a thing. inevitable. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean... Okay, so we, got a, we mentioned it. Bran is just fucking weird. He's over here again. Tyrion, I have to say, hats off to Tyrion. He's the only one who'll even remotely approach Bran outside of his family and just be like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, to try to make him feel included. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of like, because he relates to him. They're two guys who, like, you know, they're they're seen in these kind of disabled way, I guess you will. Like, he's trying to be, like, cool with his fellow homie, I guess. Uh, he just likes Bran. And he goes over to him, and then he's got that creepo look on his face about 120-year-old wheelchair designs. And then he goes, you know... <laughs> I envy you. He's like, don't you want to be Lord of Winterfell? And he's like, I don't want it. I don't. I really don't want anything. I really don't want anymore. <laughs> you shouldn't. Like, envy what is me. that? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I mostly live in the past. So, like, what are we supposed to be doing with Bran? Like the other three-eyed Raven, the Max von Sydow uh, three-eyed Raven. He had networked himself into a tree. He had some um, children of the forest foot soldiers. Is Bran just hanging out and waiting for his posse to happen, or is he waiting for someone? I'm just confused to... about what we're what we're supposed to feel about this character. Like, I feel like every episode we just get more and more indication that he's just less and less human, and that he can't have a normal conversation with anyone. Right. <laughs> just like, like the, is the he other... is he thinking about training the the next three eyed raven? Maybe. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's dreaming of getting in that tree out there and just like hooking himself up. But the other the last three eyed raven was able to have. A conversation yeah, like he when was, he was talking to Bran, yeah. he was he like, was cool he yeah. wasn't like i'm, he was, I'm not gonna be here anymore yeah. it's like the last three i'm gonna raven, go now the last three at raven was charming and told stories and hung out yeah. and was very lessony and gave explanation of why you he can't did. do this and, right you know we can't stand the past too long blah 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 and he's like i have to go now i don't <laughs> want things anymore <laughs> okay bran you word i'm sorry three-eyed raven wheelchair loving design guy uh okay so i'll get this out of order but um we do the never did i ever drinking game and again it's funny that in the history of uh, the show they're giving um they're giving Tyrion credit for creating this game (laughs) or (laughs) or start being the one to start it in modern memory you know probably so they're playing this game and i'm seeing like it's pod and and Tyrion and Brienne and Jamie and I'm like, this is a really fun moment. Everybody's just, it mirrors back to that yeah. pre-war drinking, you know, they were doing and now everybody's like getting lit and they're trying to get, Brienne's just falling for the oldest trick in the book because socially she's awkward as shit. And you know, she may yeah. be, you want to be on the battlefield with her when it comes to like socializing. She doesn't know that they're just trying to get her like messed up. 
So um, you kind of see this going on and on and on. And then we cut over to Hound. Hound is, he's hanging solo. And he just doesn't, he's like, he gets in Gendry's face about, yeah, you, you're just trying to get after that pussy, you know, and we can still smell the bodies. And, and Gendry's like, no, I'm not. He goes, yes, you are the only one alive. So make up your mind, Hound. Do you want him to get the pussy or not? <laughs> He's just grousing at everybody, and then Sansa comes over to him, and you think, you know, talk about someone who's, like, hardened as shit. His mm-hmm. hound is like, you should have left with me, and there wouldn't have been a Ramsey or a Littlefinger or any of that. And she was just like, yeah, but if I had left with you, there wouldn't have been a Littlefinger and a Ramsey and all of that. And I would still be a little bird. Yeah, I like that little scene. That yeah. little scene between the two of them. It's was, like, you've been broken in, broken yeah. in rough. Like, he's trying to shock her, and yeah. she's like, yeah, hmm. Yeah, and then I and fed Ramsey to the hounds. Yeah, it gave bitch. him what he deserved or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then he has a little chuckle like, and this they both girl's... smiled. Yeah. yeah, he loves all this stuff. Yeah. He loves it when people are like, yeah, and then I fed him to the dogs because he loves him a good revenge story because he's waiting on his. He has that same type of rapport with Arya, too. Same. You know. He's a soft yeah. boy when it comes to the Stark girls. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like this scene was, was more... I, I saw some people say that it... It felt like the show was trying to say that Sansa only became a woman because of the horror she went through. And I was just, I was just like, at least when I was watching the scene, I was like, she became the the person that she is in spite of of all the stuff well, of she course. went through. Yeah, because I mean, like, all if you really think about it, like, she should just be like mentally incapacitated and like not just completely like just completely tore up about it. But she yeah. persevered through all that stuff for the sake of her family and all of this. So I, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that idea, but no, I don't know where that comes from. I mean, I don't, I don't, rape doesn't make you a woman. Um, it, and I don't think that's what the show was, was saying no, at all, but no, it, it, you know, you, you have a couple of choices there, you know, you can either survive that and go on or you can let it shape you and warp you. And then you can eventually go on. And what Sansa chose to do with the, that. I think is very bold and brave and it and it totally drives since we know that about her we totally understand her we're not reading her as a bitch or being harsh and the way she drags her eyelids over the queen of dragons half the time is just like yeah i don't know yeah. sansa's got your number and she just keeps pressing the buttons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so then we've got gendry and in a weird move and again this is sansa versus um Danny. Danny calls out Gendry as he's. This is in the opening, in the beginning. Calls Gendry over in this room of quietness, and it lifts the mood. But she makes him uh, the Lord of Storms in because he's like, "Look, uh, you know." Because oh, I need to remind you that your family fucked with my family. He's like, "I wasn't. I didn't even know he was my dad." And she's like, "Well, um, is anybody the Lord of Storms end?" And he's like, "I, I don't know. I, you know, all of his brothers are dead. Does anybody in here know?" So Sam, who is Google, and Brand, who is unhelpful, no one says, you know, there's another Baratheon out there. So she's like, I name you Lord of Storms End, and yeah. he's like, but I'm a bastard. She goes, no, and you're thinking this is a great moment for Danny, and then Tyrion's like, oh, huh, so you got him to bend the knee to you, and forever be grateful at Storms End, and she's like, see, you're not the only one who's clever, and Sansa yeah. hears that and is like. 
bitch. Well, she what? doesn't hear it. She she saw right through it. She did. And all of this exact yeah, all of this happened after all of that stuff with with John. Right. That she and especially I forgot to mention it, but even in the beginning of the episode, like he's doing that speech, like he's like a proper king in that That's moment. That's true. He was giving and that a king pisses speech. Danny off. So it, this is like her like last attempt, and again that compounded with the loneliness she feels after after losing Jora. She's like, I gotta get more people on my side cause before this all sort of blows up. It's really just unseemly of her to be this jealous of John, you know. And well, it just, I mean, it's she, her... I think she feels more threatened than yeah. Jonah. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think. But I yeah. think it's all of these things. I feel she feels jealous. She feels threatened. All of that stuff, and she also yeah. sees that. You know, she did well with slaves and she did well when, you know, they were her, she was their last hope. But she fucked up a lot of that too, but she had to take that time to earn this. These people are, the Northmen are completely different fucking geographic. Yeah. And the the Westerosis are different too. Yeah. You know, they won't just, just because, you know. They don't give a shit. So, you know, she hasn't had that time and I think she thought that the word would precede her. Or, but just getting the wake up call that homeboy is beloved. Yeah. Yep. You know. Well, she was raised to believe that the people on the other side of the sea are just, you know, secretly waiting for them to come back. Yeah. And, you know, so. she's had her head filled with that Alario and uh, well, that wasn't the Vera case. shit. Yeah, and they they made this monster a little bit. So, um, so okay, now we see at the end of this Never Have I Ever game. Tyrion, I thought in an ugly moment, called out Sir Brienne's virginity. Um, and she gets all awkward and weird. Yeah, that was a little yeah. weird. It's like we're all laughing, and and he goes, "Oh, you're a virgin," and she's just like, "Whoa, I don't want to talk about this." So she gets up to piss, and Tormund's like, "We lived through that. We lived <laughs> through that battle to ba- back to back and battle to battle. Which one of you cowards shit my pants?" Which I thought was a great line. <laughs> Isn't Tormund just like the fucking best? Yeah. And then he goes to like hit on his girl and Jamie Teldy cock blocks him. And what I love about this whole moment is that Tormund immediately goes into for this formidable guy who's not afraid of anything, who goes into battle with a smile like <laughs> undead things, whatever. He's like crying like a bitch about <laughs> it's it. Just, it's so funny because it just cuts to him and he's like teary eyed and it's <laughs> just, just like because he just saw him five seconds ago like completely drunk and laughing and then it cuts to him like his emotions are like a pendulum just swinging back and forth. I love him. He's like Clegane, I swear you broke my heart. <laughs> don't touch me. And then like a maid comes along and it's like I'm not afraid, afraid of wildlings. And he goes oh you should be. She's like, mm. and he's like, rebounds. This dude is so all over the place. It's like, <laughs> whatever. You have to say this about the wildlings. They're very adaptable. They're like, we live in the fucking cold as shit weather all the time, guys. So we know how to make do. But I do love the shit-eating look that Pod gives him like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got cock blocked. Um, so then, you know, and, and here's the thing. As we'll come to find out. I think Brian, I think, what is it? Tormian? Brian? Oh, the ship name? I don't know what Tormian or Brian's name was. She really should have rolled that way, though. I feel like, ultimately, you know, we always love the one that we shouldn't. 
you know, first loves. You get over it. You learn to, like, pick the right ones later. I think that's an experience mm-hmm. thing. She really should have been with with Tormund. I feel like it would have been an adjustment, but I feel like, you know, women in their group are all equals. She would have been a great leader. Um, I feel like Tor- I feel like Tormund and Brienne would have, like, a great time. And if she lives through it, I think she should make her way back to um, Beyond the Wall. Anyway... So, um, so anyway, when they do finally get together, when we see Brainy happen, I did not want it to happen. Same. I don't, I don't know. I don't why. know what it was. I don't know what it was. I was not completely averse to it before this episode, but for some reason, the way everything played out, I'm just like, well, I, wait, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> it was, it was uh, weird. It was like watching Arya get it on with Gendry. It's like, I don't want this for you. Like, I was happy for her, but not Jamie. Like, yeah, because it's like, well, because we knew what happened, but it's like, but this is like, you deserve better. Yeah. You know, but see, like, I didn't want to see Arya and Gendry just because it's like, I just don't want to see that. She's like my daughter. But, yeah. but Gendry, I mean, if it had to happen, it's like, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. He's yeah, already, but Jamie's just like a snake. Well, let's get back to Gendry. He does propose to Arya after he gets made a lord, and she's down in the stables being all weird and like shooting arrows and shit, because this is what Arya does. She's total, celebrating. Total I'm, celebrating. Ar- I'm celebrating. I'm learning how to kill shit from afar, like possibly a woman in the aisle with my arrow before I can get there and cut her fucking throat. I don't know. I'm just all about Cersei right now. And he's just like, I love you. You're the most beautiful woman I know. Please be my wife. And then she does that thing. She goes, she bends down to his level and kisses him and says a lot of, there'd be a million women in the world who would love to have you. But I'm not a lady. That's not me. Yeah. And she says, as soon as he started started proposing, I was like, oh, no. We all was like, this is not going to work out. Yeah. This, mm, as soon as he says, be my wife, be my lady, I was like, oh, she's not, she's, that's not her. Yeah. It's not. A girl does not do lady shit. So. And apparently now she just, just doesn't plan on surviving, I guess. Yeah. Okay. We we need to roll up to that moment. So John and Danny are down in his, you know, quarters and she she's remembering, you know, friend zoning Jorah fondly. What a way to. That's some weird pillow talk. And, way, to, uh, way to mourn your dead friend. But this this conversation is very chilling to me because she's like, I wish I didn't know. And he's like, you know, but it's really? cool. <laughs> but like, I will bend the knee all the time. And she's like, but if people know. And he's like, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not a thing I want. And she's like, well, don't tell anybody. And you can be like... The King of the Seven Kingdoms, like, in my bedroom, but don't tell anybody. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I did not like this at all. She was essentially saying, lie about who you are so I can be queen. To the one and dude also, who can't be... And also, I feel like be... I'm missing... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm almost missing something, because I, I missed the part where, like, John was, like, completely devoted to Danny at to this extent. Right. Do you know what I mean? I right. feel like I need to go back and watch season seven and look at it more closely. But I was just like, I know he eventually bends the knee, but he's like even more devoted than her own advisors at this point. Yeah, he got sprung so quick. Just but like, then, you know, yeah. this boy this boy ain't got a whole lot of experience. He's been up in the north. He had a wildling girlfriend. She got clipped. I mean, I'm Ollie. wondering if this is, yeah, I'm wondering if this is his reaction to... <laughs> 
finding out he's the actual heir to the throne is just to completely double down on the exact opposite. Maybe. I'm wondering. But he's such an honorable dude. And like for her to ask him to not be himself. I mean, you, you obviously don't know John at all. Yeah. Talk about someone yeah. who just can't keep shit in. Mm-hmm. You know, like him at the at the whole dragon pit thing. He's like, oh, well, I bent the knee. They're like, fuck. And even she's going, you know, there's some things you just don't need to say out loud. And now she's asking him to not say this out loud. And I was like, wow, that's a little interesting. Mm, yeah. Boomerang. And then it's like, I'm your auntie. You're my nephew. Come get this D girl. And they just like, they don't <laughs> care. I'm like, all right. I guess he is half Stark. I mean, half Targaryen. I don't know. It was a weird scene. It was very troubling. So this battle plan. Let's talk about this battle plan. So got half of the Unsullied are gone, right? Half of the Northmen. Was it half of the Northmen? Yep. Uh, yep. It says half of the Dothraki, but I don't know. Did they have some Dothrakis just in the back? They yeah, were maybe chilling? they had some that weren't on the horses. I feel like they had some in Winterfell, and we know some of them rode back after the initial right. attack. So I guess that was half of them. Yeah. Okay. So half of them. And then, uh, so Danny is just hell bent. She wants to go right in. She doesn't want to wait. She doesn't want to rest up, you know, the, 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 the soldiers. And Sansa's out there talking to all of the captains of all of the divisions, you know, because she's yeah. across her homework. She's really good. What do you call that? She's like, there's not, there's the battlefield commander. Diplomat. And then, then there's the strategist kind of person. So she's got a good mind for strategy. So she's always playing 3D chess. And she's like, y'all mm-hmm. need to like heal up. Not just our dudes, but your dudes. And she was doing yeah. that all the way since the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. She's making sure like everybody's taken care of and, and fed up and healed up. And that's why she has a beloved following amongst these uh, men and women who fight. So Danny's like, no, 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 no. We got to go. She's all about that. They, you know, it doesn't matter if Yara and Dorne are bending the knee. Cersei's a problem. We got to go to the capital. We need the capital. We need the capital. We need the capital. And yeah, Danny, you know, is not listening to reason here. And Sansa, the way Sansa is cutting her eyes at her, I mean, talk about that's sharper than a cat's paw dagger. I thought she was gonna kill homegirl with just looks. Yeah, this whole <laughs> this whole episode was just. Tension and uneasiness. It the was whole tension, time. then capped off by tragedy. So Danny doesn't want to wait, and she's she's ready to, to go. And then John stands with Danny. Yeah, yeah. And you see, and you I'm see like, how, of course, how of course. Arya and uh, Sansa just like sort of look at Ooh, each other. They were looking at each other yeah, like, like, what? This bitch right here is a problem. Yeah. They've been having lots of conversations. They, well, again, because I feel like if if John was not so worried again about double downing on that that Danny is the queen he would have been on Sansa's side like it makes obvious I mean everyone yeah. is like yeah. it makes the most obvious sense to wait for our troops to to be be at their best healed because they say at some point they're they're breaking even right with the golden they company. are golden like, companies like 20,000 so so etc yeah but even if they are even like most of their troops are are still wounded from the battle so firepower they're not matched no. Yeah, exactly. But so now John is trying to prove to Danny that no matter what, even if it means going against his family, apparently, that he will stand on whatever decision, even if it doesn't make any sense. God, him and Ned and that fucking like, diehard loyalty. I think I think John is just like straight up whoop too, because yeah, I mean, he is whoop. Like even even Sansa said, 
I don't I don't th- he's in love with you. I I don't think he's making sound decisions and he's yeah. not cuz like cuz she any- keeps watching them together. Sansa keeps just eyeballing them together. Yep. Arya's never around, but Sansa's the one just like reading everybody's like menus and ingredients and just checking them <laughs> out and their looks and stuff. She's clocking everything like she's got all the snapshots of everything that's going on. So she's been reading this in all kinds of ways. So she's been trained by the best. She's been trained by Littlefinger. Yep. And she sees not only how to play people, but she has, sees how people get played because she got mm-hmm. played many times. You know, by the Lannisters, by Ramsay, by Littlefinger. Like, this is a person who's got a PhD in getting played. Yeah. And she sees John is getting played. Whether yeah, it's I mean, sincere that, or not, that goes, Yeah, that mean, that goes back to my point of, again, she had to she persevered through everything that happened to her. And it also brought her to this point of being that strategist. And again, which plays into what we're going to talk about next of who she decides to tell certain things and like how she, she moves into place pieces into place. So I feel like, yeah, it's, she's definitely become one of the best strategists on the show. Absolutely. She's the smartest person Arya's ever met. And Arya's met a lot of people killed most of them. Uh, so just before we move into this next scene, though, so John and Davos are going to ride down the King's Road with the remaining bulk of the Dothraki and the Unsullied. And then this smaller group is going to ride to White Harper and sail to Dragonstone because of Tyrion's stupid plan to treat with Cersei to go, hey, can we talk? <laughs> and I'm like, why would, why? I thought After we already went down this road. We've done this. Ro- we've yeah. done this. She <laughs> promised she was going to send troops. She didn't. She yeah. got she got showed a white. She was like, let the monsters kill the monsters. Jamie had to have told everybody all the shit he knew. Yeah. So now this is a. St- I'm sorry, this plan is so stupid. Yeah, um, just in that just in that whole in that whole scene when they're in that room, I'm just like, this is a fool, a fool. It's, it's foolhardy. Is, it's foolhardy. John is not a good this battle strategy. Really it should be dumb. left in Sansa's hands. Sansa should be pushing all of these buttons and moving all those things around that board. And that's why she's eyeballing. Danny yeah. to death at the end of the scene is like she's seen every she's even mm. seeing you know Cersei she's know, the three eyed raven she's the real three eyed <laughs> raven of this fucking house I'm just saying <laughs> so the Stark family talks so as soon as like Danny leaves the room <laughs> Daria and Sansa are on him like we need to talk <laughs> and that's a great <laughs> shot where they're standing you know face to face you see them profile and then Sansa and Bran right in the back I, that's a I should like capture that this godswood tree if it could talk has heard some shit seen some shit just saw the night king get killed but i love this whole meeting because it's like their children they're like their siblings again who have like really important jobs in this world (laughs) but it's the start children are just hanging out having like a family squabble and it's like i love at one point where sansa goes Arya's the one who killed the night king (laughs) like ah eh." And, you know, at one point, Arya's sent a siding with Danny and saying she did the right thing. And Sansa's like, what? And she's like, no, she did the right thing. I get it. Like, I understand why she did this. And you did the right thing, too, by siding with her. But let me just tell you, John, we don't trust this yeah. bitch. Yeah. She ain't our queen. She ain't going to be my family. He goes, well, you know, if you treat everybody like this, you won't have any allies. She goes, I don't need any allies, dude. You know? Because Arya's a fucking assassin. Yeah. <laughs> she don't sit around like, she doesn't have speeches. She doesn't show up for her own, like, what would have been a glory party for her. You know, everybody knows just to leave Arya the fuck alone. And she's when she steps into your business, you best listen. The most talking she's done 
killing is when she had to kill the phrase. That's right. And all she said was, tell the wine girl, no, not for you. Yeah. And then, it's here, my lord. And then yeah. she said. Then she gave that whole speech to the, at the, the end, Frey guys. Would someone ask you about this? Yeah. Again, is not anybody getting any ravens from the phrase? <laughs> has, has, Frey, Frey, has anyone here for, heard from Walder? <laughs> none of the Walder Frey girls are texting anybody. It's like, hmm. I, I feel this is busy. weird. This would be big fucking news that all the Walder Frey men and their bannermen, not just the Walder, the Frey men, but the Frey bannermen got killed. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of motherfuckers to murder. Anyway. So we're in this we're in this place where John is like Ari's going on about you're my brother you're my brother but you're my brother I don't think he's a bastard yeah. and he finally has that pain look on his face like he's about to pinch one off and he looks at Brand and Brand's like it's your choice it's your choice and I'm like you are unhelpful as shit but I find <laughs> this is interesting that John goes okay I gotta tell you something of course of course I gotta tell you something yeah, we knew he was going to do this. None of us are surprised. We knew it was going to happen. We're in this place, and then they all turn around. The three of them turn to Bran and let Bran tell the story. How's Bran going to tell the story? Yeah. He loved her. They got married in the Godswood. He <laughs> is not John Snark. Stark. He is Aegon Targaryen. I guess the, I guess John wanted him to tell it in that dramatic way, <laughs> just to, just to sell it. I don't know. <laughs> well, before he tells him, he, he's like, "You got to swear. You got to swear." Oh yeah. <laughs> So I mean, fi- so this finally, really is like just little kids squabbling. <laughs> you gotta like, swear. Don't tell mom and dad. <laughs> there, there was. Don't tell all the people of the world that you're. Uh, there the was a king. there was a meme today. I don't know if you saw it today, where it had Arya and she says, "I swear it," and then the next so it says it has a picture of Sansa and it just says like in caps, just mumbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I want. I, was, I thought they were just going to cut to, like, the back of Sansa with her fingers crossed behind her back. <laughs> yeah, like, like a kid. <laughs> Who's crossing their fingers? Yeah. I double-crossed yeah. my fingers, guys. I was crossing my toes. So he tells him about A.A. gone. And then we're at the end, and this is interesting. I guess this is where um, Tyrion and Jamie kind of feel like, you know, they want to go into town and hang out at the inn. Have some wine. I, there's tons of wine in Winterfell, but maybe they feel more comfortable off off campus. And Bronn shows up and surprise bitches both Bronn and um, Jamie and Tyrion, and he's got Joff's crossbow. And they're like, "What the fuck is this shit?" He literally he just like kicks the door down. He's like, yeah. "Surprise, bitch! Bet you thought you saw the last of me, right?" And he was <laughs> listening to down. their conversation. Yes, the entire thing. I knew you guys were fucking you so, two blonde yeah. toffs. So. You know, we knew Bronn was going to play into this. He, he, he made it all this way. And Bronn's whole deal is, look, when I saw those dragons, I knew Cersei was probably done for and I knew you had all those forces. So now I'm a betting man. I feel like you still have the upper hand. You guys killed all these motherfuckers. Everybody's talking about it, whatever. If you stay alive... I want my thing. You know, what did you... And, and Tyrion it starts this conversation by, remember what I told you? And he goes, yeah, if anybody comes to me and wants to kill you, you offer me double. So what's double River Run? Because Cersei's promised him River Run, which is a big fucking deal. Yeah. You know, and there's some sort of poetic thing in that, too. I'm going to give this sellsword River Run. He goes, we'll give you High Garden. And Jamie's appalled. Jamie's like, what? <laughs> You're giving away, like, literally, this is the food basket 
and the 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 source of all the food and wine for the realms. So be the Lord of the Reach. Yeah, there's some Dornish products and stuff like this, but like Lord of the Reach? Are you kidding me? You're now standing in the place of the Tyrells. That's like being the governor of California. But here's the thing that he makes a point about. <laughs> exactly. It is about like being the governor of California. Exactly. Uh, it's like the way that if you go back to the High Garden history of how they got their High Garden, they were servants. So the show is reminding you of a little bit of lore. So Jamie goes, High Garden will never belong to a to cutthroats, to a cutthroat. And Bron goes, No, who are your ancestors? The ones who made your family rich. Fancy lads in silk. They were fucking cutthroats. That's how all these great houses started, isn't it? With a hard bastard that's good at killing people. Kill a few hundred people and they make you lord. Kill a few thousand and they make you king. And then all your cocksucking grandsons ruin the family with their cocksucking ways. And I just howled laughing. I'm like, Bron just <laughs> summed up the plot. Yeah. Of Game of Thrones. Exactly. This is the entire plot. It's it's the this the plot of society. It's the plot of society. It's the plot of the books. It's what Martin is trying to tell you. It's it's every it's exactly where we're going. Yeah. It's it's really if you think about it, it's Perless book uh Perless Bucks um, The Good Earth. The Good Earth. It's the same story. How people like come up from started from the bottom, now they're here, and then they just fuck it all up. So I thought that was interesting coming out of Bronze Mouth. So he gives them an incentive. You stay alive, and I'll get this stuff. Otherwise, if I see you guys losing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one of you at least. Yeah. He promises that he'll kill one of them, and he's probably the Kingslayer because he's like, nah, you're kind of fucking useless. And I love that he punches Tyrion. <laughs> he finally clocks. He's like, I've, been, I've been like punching guys since I was your height, and I know a broken nose when I hear one. And it's like, your fighting days are long over, and so are mine. Because he's not going to fight with them. He's like, no, 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 I'm not fighting your fucking wars. And you know what? Good for Bronn. This really is the only way to advance in this world. Because everybody who tries to play it uh, righteously, well, we see what happens to them. So let's get to Arya and the Hound are riding south. I love this uh, buddy cop movie. I want to see this one. Both of them, they know they're not coming back to Winterfell. They're turning their backs. There's no big, great send off we don't see Arya saying goodbye to anybody i wonder what yep. made Arya do that because she found out and so she's like i'm bouncing because like now i know no. why you're doing this no no i think Arya has got a plan i think she's uh, always she was going to kill cersei before she got um derailed and sent to winterfell yeah remember at the end she just kind of makes literally this talk of, of she's talking to hot pie and he gives her the tea and she makes for Winterfell instead, and that's where she uh, encounters Nymeria. She was going that's for right. King's Landing when she got out of Bravos. All right, that's go, when she she met up with the the soldier the soldiers Ed Sheeran. She's yeah. like, I'm going to King's Landing to kill Cersei. Yeah, and they were laughing. Yeah, okay. So she was on the King's Road as it was, and then Hot Pie tells her, "Oh yeah, uh, was it like Sansa's back in Winterfell?" And she was like, "Oh shit, I gotta go home. My my yeah. peeps are there." So, and if fate hadn't have sent Sansa back to Winterfell, um, the whole world would be ice zombies with ice Hitler on the throne. So, yeah. Yeah. And that from Craig. True. I love that description of him. So we know they're not coming back. Um, I mean, here's my question to you guys. So we know that everybody has magical powers to a certain degree. So if the hand can see into the flames and see the future, cause he knows what happens to his bro, the mountain. Why doesn't he tell Arya like, this is what's going to go down. 
the shit he knows at least is he just is he mad because he knows he's like brand's reaction is i know stuff so it's like fuck if i tell y'all it's gonna bum you out hound is not the three-eyed raven but he has this lord of light kind of stuff in him does he know all this stuff and he drinks and he's mad because he knows shit's just gonna get fucked up before it's over with that why doesn't he tell Arya? like seriously i feel like that's the whole source of his thing is he'd be knowing now and he's like nothing good's gonna come out of this well, I was, I was thinking that it, it could possibly it involve Arya in some way because I feel like their their road trip together in, in season four or season five, I can't remember which one, um, was not an accident at all. And so I'm wondering if, um, I mean, I, yeah, I'm just wondering if it's somehow it, it plays in with Arya and telling her how it's going to go down would possibly be too risky. Um Either that, or if he told Arya he has some some notion that Arya might try to stop him, or if his plan also involves killing Cersei, like, I don't know. Yeah. They both have a role to play in this, and again, they're both they're tied, one directly and one, I want to say, indirectly to the Lord of Light. Or maybe maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't, he didn't, because when he, when he looked in the light when he was with Beric Dondarrion <coughs> and Thor, Thoros, didn't he say something about seeing something that beyond the wall and the dead so he, he probably doesn't see everything yeah so at least probably only saw a few things and he said he saw how his brother dies yeah so maybe he doesn't see what happens to Arya. i can't i can't remember if we said this last week but did did we know if clegane clegane knew about knew that Arya was going to be the one to kill the night king and that's why he, I don't he know. Sure I feel, I, you know somehow through. i want to say that but the show's not following those kinds of rules it feels like Mm-hmm. You know, like it does weird shit. Like, well, let's pop up about, you know, 40, 80 funeral piles in like the next three days. Sure, no problem. Uh, but then we can't be knowing like what's in the flames. Yeah, they don't give us any indication of. I don't know, man. <laughs> what people are seeing. And I guess what one of the points of the thing is that, you know, not nothing is 100% reliable. You know, we put up, we, we, like, Varys is going to find out. We're going to get to that scene where he's bet on the wrong horse. So, okay, now we see Rhaegal is uh, actually alive. We had already seen him in the previews, but Rhaegal's alive. He's not, he's not 100%, but he's doing okay. He's eating, like, a bunch of sheep, a herd of sheep. And, you know, his mom's checking on him, and him and his bro are flying around Winterfell. And this is where we cut to Sansa is always up on that parapet, like, keeping an eye on shit. Yeah. And she is up there with Tyrion and she straight up tells him about Aegon Targaryen. Now here's the thing. I get it. I get it that, you know, John can't keep a secret, but Sansa, Sansa girl, y'all daddy kept a secret for 18 years or however the <laughs> hell, you know, well, Daenerys even knew that, that she, none of, you know, that she couldn't do it. That Sansa couldn't do it. She yeah. even told, John, she she's that? like, yeah, she's like, you can't tell him. And then she's like, I can trust her. You know, we're family. And this is when they're in the bedroom. She's like, she's not the same girl that she was when you were growing up. She's That's different. True. She did try to tell her. And that she wants to see me gone. Yeah. And see yeah. you repl- you replace me. You know how guys just don't pick up on these sometimes? Like, I, I have just friends. I don't know if it's like, it's not even a male thing. It's like some people just don't see somebody just giving you dagger eyes. I'm like, did you see that? And they gaslight you and make you feel like you're crazy because you didn't see it. They didn't see it, but you know what's happening. This is what's going on yeah. here. She's like, no, that bitch hates me. She's straight razor hates me. You just don't know. Just sit down and knit a sweater with her. And she's like, bitch, he, she fucking hates me. And I think me, Sansa, yeah. 
yeah, I think Sansa is doing whatever it takes to make sure Danny doesn't end up on the throne. Yeah. I think she sees... I think the difference between the, the secret keeping between Ned and Sansa is obviously because Ned had to protect John, knowing That's that true. Robert would yeah, kill diff- him. Yeah, because Robert was alive, yeah. Right, and he didn't, he didn't necessarily, I guess, want to put that burden on John, especially if he was being sent off to the to the Night's Watch. Uh, last time they they talked, but with Sansa, I feel like, I feel like this this conflict that has just been like brewing between her and Danny has led her to make this decision. Because I mean, she it's no coincidence that she tells the uh, Danny's hand. The secret. Yeah, and I feel like yes. she also knows. She also knows it'll make its way to Varys as well. Yeah, I think that's so, exactly what she does. I think she is so making it, a pipeline to Varys. Yeah, in the moment it was like Sansa, like what the fuck, right? <laughs> but the more you think about it, it's it might what it might end up being the only thing that saves the Seven Kingdoms in the end. I think it's interesting. Is everyone that knowing that secret? When you say that, I feel like there's something. There's some truth to that because this is one thing I know about Sansa. She cares about her people greatly. It's the most thing the thing that matters to her the most after she's been through all this shit. It's not about, about being a great lady who knows how to embroider and be pretty and, uh, you know, hold court. It's about, like, protecting your people yeah. and being true to people. And who else has that in common to the teeth? And that's Varys. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she doesn't have that, you know, if she had stepped around Tyrion, it maybe it wouldn't have had as much impact. But she knows exactly what she's doing. She doesn't slip. Yeah. Sansa doesn't slip. This Sansa is air fucking yeah. tight. Well, like yeah. you said, I mean, it. remember back in the day, it was like she wanted to have, it was like the the airy things. It's like now it's just the the well-being straight, of her people. She's straight up about the realm, and her yeah. realm is the north. Yeah. And if Cersei's out there doing shenanigans, it's always going to be a problem for the North. Anybody who's a problem on the throne is always a problem for the North. They always get mixed up in the Northern business. They're always fucking with them, and they can't be left alone because they're sitting on the same landmass. And she's like, yeah, I have a vested interest if he sits on that fucking throne, and it doesn't need to be this bloodthirsty bitch. You know, especially not my cousin and um, our aunt... No, she's not related to Sansa. Yeah. She is? Yeah, because she's Lyanna sh- was her aunt. Oh, yes, yeah, so I guess by marriage they would be. But, you know. So it was like second cousin. Yeah, right? but, but yeah, you could, you know, the Starks right. are like, fuck that Targaryen shit. I mean, we might accept you, but you're half Stark. You're mostly Stark. Yeah. You're 99% Stark to us. You just found out about this Targaryen shit yesterday. You, sh- you, know, and you When you get freaky with your aunt, that's when you're Targaryen. The rest of that time, <laughs> you're us. But the and, and the Mad King killed their uncle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And their grandfather. Yeah. So that they don't have. There's not a lot of you know good feelings yeah, for, between them. For a world that operates solely on on lineage and yeah. and the the path of succession, everything that actually happens in the history of Westeros just completely is just throws that idea out the window, right? You know, families turn on families, houses turn on houses. At the end of the day, again, John's like titles don't matter. You know, yeah. I, I feel like even you. after they've defeated the the Night King, he's still. It's like I don't think it matters. Get it doesn't my matter. Together, you know, people be throwing <coughs> out at a barbecue. It's like I don't care if we blood can. Let's fight. Uh, <laughs> so John and Tormund Park Company. This was I was not expecting this uh, this to happen. I didn't know that Tormund was going to bounce and take the wildlings yeah. with him. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad. Trust me, I'm yeah. so get the fuck out of here. 
I don't know if I could have stood Tormund dying. I, I don't know if I could handle it. He's he's the joy and the hope yeah. of this world. Yeah. He's so adaptable and full of love and full of lust for life that I don't know if I could have taken it. And then the show did a favor for us because I knew we wouldn't be able to take it either. John sends ghosts to be with Tormund. And I don't know if you send ghosts anywhere. Ghost kind of does whatever he wants to. But we cut the ghost over there. Dude's missing an ear. He's got scars on his face. He's had his flesh ripped off. Like, he didn't get out of that battle unscathed. Like, he'd been fucked up from yeah. this. And he leaves Ghost with Tormund. I was very relieved at this, but also very disturbed that now we don't even have the wildlings. Yeah. And it's so what? So they're no longer breaking even with the, the Golden Company at yeah. this point. No. So they lose so all So I'm of assuming them. the deal the deal was, you know, help me defeat the Night King and you can go back home. And that's essentially was what ends up happening. Right. But also I feel like when they made that deal, you know, John and Tormund were weren't didn't have the relationship they have now. And I feel like in his own wildling way, Tormund really does love and admire John in a way. He does, and he invites him. He said, You know, you have more north in you than anything yeah. else, buddy. Like if, yeah. you want, if you want to bounce somewhere and just be. And not deal with this politics and, and not shit. be a dude and not even try to be Mance Raider. If you just want yeah. to come be with us, it's a place where he could go. Yeah, it makes it makes sense for them not wanting to get mixed up with the, the whole thing with the Iron Throne. Because, uh, yeah. again, they, they really don't care. But at a certain point, yeah, I'm just I I wouldn't have batted an eye if, if Tormund was was sent everyone home. He's like, I'm going to go with you because yeah. we've, been, we've been fine together. So, but I respect I it. It's like I fought for you, John. Yeah. You're my dude, John. I fought back to back and almost died, and now I'm done. Now my watch is ended. I'm piecing the fuck out. Yeah. So again, everybody's talking about this, and I felt it too a little bit. Not as much as everybody on the internet is, but no hug between John and Ghost. No pats, but he never really pets the dog. He doesn't really. They don't play fetch. Yeah. The dog. <laughs> the dire wolf is mostly just about like here's a here's somebody's head. I snacked on it a little bit, but you can sort of make him out, you know. You know, I've come back with a hand. Mm, that was delicious. Like, well, I, was I was I only one getting the sense that like John was just trying not to break down? <laughs> I think he in was that definitely. Moment? Yes, he was. He was holding himself back from losing his shit because if he stayed too long in that moment, if he put his purse down in that moment, maybe he wouldn't be able yeah. to do it. But I think you know, Ghost is also sad. He's sentient like the dragons are. He's like, dude, homie, like this. Yeah. So. And especially especially after Come he says good, goodbye to, to Sam and, and Gilly, oh. I felt like it was it was definitely this scene that I felt that the story was beginning to enter the final stages. I agree. And that I shot. just got... I, Sam yeah. and Gilly and Ghost yeah. and... Yeah. Oh. And just standing there under I the, just got the, the feeling... I just got the feeling that John knew that this was the last time he would be at Winterfell. Yeah. So what does yeah. that mean? Or like even the last time he's going to see any of these, these are his real friends. Yeah. Tormund yeah. and because I mean, John Bradley went on Twitter and said it was it was it was a tough goodbye. That was so it. Yeah. He's not going to see them again. Yeah. Ugh. So we're done with that. It's like fuck. And Jilly is pregnant this time, not with her daddy's baby, with Sam's. And he's sort of bobbing his head around like, look what I did. Talk about stabbing my sword in blazes. Uh, and he's probably going to be a great maester. And like I said, but he's probably going to tell these tales in the future. So that yeah. was just, I felt all of that. Like it was a gut punch. It was, yeah, it was, it was just, just like. I'm like, I'm glad you're off my, I don't have to worry about you. You're going to be alive. I don't have to worry about you. You're going to be alive. Ghost is alive. Tormund's alive. Okay, fine. I have to like, I can take some of my stress off of the fact that all y'all because going into batter of winter winterfell i was just so anxious i wanted to vomit 
because I thought I was going to lose so many people. And the ones yeah. we did lose, I lost it over Barry Dondarian. I had no idea I was going to have that reaction. Or Liana or Ed or... Or Theon. Or Theon. Or yeah. and Jorah just... I'm still uh, fucking yeah. up with Jorah. I just thought, I just thought it was interesting because I really do feel like John has just taken, again, multiple different identities onto himself. And who he says goodbye to also really plays into that because when he says goodbye to Tormund... He's saying goodbye to that wildling part of himself that he he lived with them, you know, in, in season two. And then he's saying goodbye to Sam, you know, a person he shared most of the experience at Castle Black, where he really played up the whole bastard thing, becomes Lord Commander thing. And he can say goodbye to that, but almost saying goodbye to Ghost is saying goodbye to not being a Stark anymore. It does, That's doesn't it? And he's yeah. like, you can feel, you can feel the that. inner, con- the, the... The inner, the inner conflict he, he's feeling because he knows he's a Targaryen, but he's never felt more like a Stark than when he's at Winterfell. That's some and, big and shit, it, it was just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's just that's just what I got from it. I'm just like, Thanks. this story is really reaching the apotheosis of it all. Like, I'm just I'm just ready for it. Wow. He does say, in the, in the God, Godswood, I, I've, I'm not a Stark. I've never been a Stark. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what well, the way I read that he was like, "Wow, I've never been a Stark because he's, he's, he's never been a Targaryen either." And, and it's yeah. not like yeah. you know, I've just never been, you know, in like totally in with your family. Like we weren't like you know, I was always not like I was always an outsider. Except for Arya. Except for Arya and Bran. And Bran was a little boy. Yeah. They they loved him, but yeah, Arya was always like, "No, you're my brother." Yeah, you're my brother, dude. Wow. So the Targaryen <laughs> fleet. We're cutting to this. Um, so again, I gotta ask a question: Are the magical, the same magical fuckers who put Winterfell <laughs> back together forty-eight hours after the battle and made all them funeral pyres and cleaned the Great Hall and made uh, made up the beds for the guests and got all the wine out and just and made some food? Somebody was cooking chicken at least. Um, I bet the same motherfuckers who put dragon mastheads on this fleet. Like, where have these motherfuckers been at? Have they been out in, like, the harbor making these boats and shit? I don't know how shipbuilding works, but I know it seems like it's a it's a craft that takes an amount of time. And we've got new fierce Targaryen sails. Well, they were... Didn't they sail up to Winterfell? Yeah. Is that what happened? They, they, Can you sail they, up to Winterfell? Because yeah, you have to go through Great... You have to go through White Harbor. They sailed, they sailed to Dragonstone. And then they sailed. You don't sail up to Winterfell, but you the, the closest harbor is White Harbor. That's how you get to Winterfell by ship. And then they'd have to traverse. Then they then they traversed right. across land. Right. I guess so. They were chilling out in White Harbor. Probably, like, yeah. Taking all making masthead. Okay, because they didn't ship. they didn't leave well, their ships down uh, in Dragonstone. No. Right. Yeah. I'll just say this. I, I just looked at a, a still from the the season six finale. And those dragon heads were were still on the ships. They were on there. So, so they, they, this yeah. Before. So they were already there. I just yeah. didn't notice it. I was like, did seriously these bitches be like industrious? Anyway, it's for the even aesthetic. then there was they a lot of shit. There was a lot of shit going aesthetic. on that season too. Like when when did anybody have the time? <laughs> I can't so, remember who who made those ships. I can't remember. Um, I want to feel like the uh, Yara people did it. Oh, was it the the Greyjoys? I think it was the Greyjoy folks. They know how to like do shit. Like but all the they, people who but then they got a, they got a, they got attacked by Euron. <sighs> See again, I don't so. know. I don't know when this happened, but y'all, I know. I get it. I get it. We need visuals. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like all in a pontoon boat. It's a rent a ship. It's a rent a ship. Somebody <laughs> else's sigils. <laughs> Just inexplicably, there's like a you know a kangaroo on the front of the masthead. We had to borrow it. There's uh, the tape tape a sign on. Yeah, right in Sharpie. <laughs> Queen of and it, they run out of room. So now we see <laughs> Bayworm holding hands on the, the deck of the ship, and you just know. I just knew. I had. I was just filled with a sense of dread that one or both of them was going to die. I just, I did not feel good. Yeah. But I didn't know which. I didn't, I just didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. But anyway, so then Tyrion is down below decks, and he's telling uh, Varys all about Aegon. He's like... Well, they've already started this conversation, yeah. so we came in like late, and I was yeah. like, oh, you, you've been talking about this for a while they've now. They've been sharing this <laughs> for a minute. So probably on the way to the White, White Harbor, he's like, he has the tea before they, you know, Winterfell's even in the distance. So we know that eight people know, and Varys, this is his trade. He knows a lot about uh, this. He said, you know, everyone is going to know. It's, it's not a secret anymore. It's information what he tells Tyrion Mm, and he knows that this is going to spread like wildfire Mm -hmm. and he knows that it's going to be hard to keep a land keep a a lid on this because the north will fall behind John and anyone who remotely even the veil will fall behind the veil for show for show show you know will Dorne cut and turn for John now what's that going to mean that's definitely going to split the vote so that means Elizabeth Warren doesn't have a shot with Joe Biden's <laughs> race. Uh, so, like, it's it's really, and then they talk about, well, we can marry them. And they both figured this out pretty quickly. You know, there's this, like, they're not going to, yeah. she's not going to do They that floated anymore. out this idea before yeah. in the first episode. We can marry but that was, them, again, yeah. before, they, before they knew. We're yeah. And then even Varys points out, uh, do you know the Starks to be uh, people who... Who uh, marry their aunts? Even though he's not a Stark, he's 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 a Northman either way. Yeah, I mean he's banging her. So it, I mean yes. <laughs> part of it's happening. So I don't know. And he's like, you know, isn't Danny too strong for John? Yes. You think she's going to share the throne? No. No. <laughs> you think he's going to have a problem with you know some of her decisions? Yes. So this is telling us the show is just hitting us over the head. One or both of them are not going to make it through yeah. this. It's just it's interesting you have you know you have the the person who you think is your ruler and but really it's the kingmakers behind them that's right who put them into power and always is yep. no yeah. one gets there by themselves it is literally the kingmakers who make the kings and queens and Varys did not like her answer earlier on back in the battle strategy room where he's like you know Cersei's flooded the capital with a lot of innocent people she's doing this for a reason yeah. like this is like she's totally doing this as a a tactic so she knows how soft-hearted we all are so we need to strangle all the capital but Danny's saying some pretty disturbing shit in that meeting like we need to burn her down and get in there and get her ass and they're like whoa 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 Uh, yeah I'm like mad queen much yeah Yeah. like you be saying crazy shit now and Varys is over here now you have to understand Varys' role in this is not just he came on board later and became her counsel Varys and Ilario are the ones who ferreted her and her brother away from King's Landing when Robert was having all the Targaryens murderized. Yeah, and to now see Danny being the one to not care about burning down thousands of innocent yeah. people as long as she gets the throne, he's like, well, what the fuck, man? And that's Varys that's the kind whole, of person I was trying to get you away from. Varys' merch, his whole foundation is, 
I do this for the realm. This is why he's he would you know make deals with Littlefinger, and then he would see this guy, and then he would try to get behind Ned Stark, and he would try to get behind all the people who wanted to do good for the people. Anybody who was for the people, by the people, that's Varys's jam. Yep. To the degree that he held the little girl's hand down in the crypt, like he he deeply deeply cares about the people. He's like, they're innocent people. They deserve something to eat. They deserve a place yeah. to live, you know? So you're going to plow through these people? And he's saying this to Tyrion. He's like, man. And Tyrion's just doubled down. Like, she's my bitch, though. She's our girl. We're, we're our, her advisors. And, and Varys is like, I really worry about her mental state. He goes, well, that's what our job is. And, Ter and Varys is like, yeah. well, you know what? I've told you all I'm going to tell you. I've spoken my mind. Normally, I don't share these things, Tyrion. But I'll let you know my mind. But i got to tell you. At the end of this whole thing, if it's if the person's not for the realm, that's not the horse I'm backing. And you can see him leaning hard toward John. And the thing yeah. it, was, it was weird is like you said we we get cut to Tyrion and he he was like, and what happens to her? And then then he just goes like, please don't don't. And it's like he knows what's going to happen. Well, and Varys has told Danny to her face, this is a mistake. Yeah. He said, I'll tell you to your, your face when I think you're doing something wrong. And you're fucking up. Yeah. And she's not listening. And Tyrion's yeah. not listening. And he goes, you're that's after up. That's after she loses Rhaegal and Missandei is captured. That's true. Yeah. That's so true. again, so it's like, this is interesting because we talked about in, in episode two when Theon returns and Sansa goes to hug him and Danny is perplexed by the emotion that Sansa is is showing, especially after the conversation they just had, that mm -hmm. she completely steely stone faced, and now she's just letting her emotions get the better of herself. She's constantly okay. I mean, after Jorah died, it was just downhill from there because that's like when that's she was true. like, "We don't, we don't need the troops to to recover. We need to get there quickly as possible. I need to win the throne for Jorah. You did all of this for me. I need to get a move on." And now that Rhaegal is dead, like she's losing well, people. Well, we're getting ahead of right. ourselves a little bit. She's lost the Dothraki, all this loss. So let's get yeah. into this thing. So we're at the Dragonstone, and I knew it was some kind of ambush was going to happen. I just didn't know where. I don't know why I didn't think about yeah, the sea. I just. I I didn't even I didn't I didn't even see that coming. So Rhaegal yeah. is out there, and the, but the, the way they were flying through the air, I'm like, okay, what, what? And then Rhaegal <laughs> gets taken down. I'm like, motherfucker, right through the throat. It happened real fast. Yeah. Three arrows too. It's like chest, wing, arm, wing, and then and neck, neck, right into the drink. And I was like, uh. holy shit. So there's a theory out there. Let's talk about this theory real fast. The fourth dragon that's on the sigil that opens the show, that's on the astrolabe, right? We talk about the four dragons. Something that people have been picking up on, and I finally thought, well, I'll talk about this theory because of what it just really popped up mad crazy Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So the fourth dragon, they believe that there is another dragon out there that is from, we don't know, deep Essos, farther away. That when Drogon flew off, uh, when they were in Marine, he was going to mate. Because mm. all three of the dragons are male. And if you know your wyvern dragon lore, in some cases they can change their sex. But um, they are siblings, I guess. We don't know if those eggs came from the same dragon mother or whatever. But the, the, the theory out there is that Drogon flew off and mated with another dragon. But there is a fourth dragon that's possibly female, and going by that theory of the past, because you know in the the teaser trailer for next week, Euron looks up in the sky, 
and hears something, sees something. And I don't think that it's... It's not Drogon. It's not just Drogon. It's either not just mm. Drogon or it's a completely different dragon. And we don't know how big this dragon is. We don't know if it's a baby. We don't know if it's an old dragon. But there's a whole thing about dragons being sentient and, and they just have their own kind of special ways of being. So it could be that, you know, now that she's crossed the narrow sea, these dragons have been called in. I don't know. I feel like be be prepared for some kind of thing like that. Well, I was reading something about, like, there's there's lore that dragons will come out of stone. And then also when they, and I didn't, re I don't remember this, but when, when um, Jorah, Sir Jorah and... Tyrion were in was it Volantis? Yeah. With the stone men? Uh the Doom of of uh Valeria, Valeria. yeah. A dragon flies a over. A dragon flies over. And it's over. not one of Danny's dragons. Hmm. So Yeah, when that happened early on, I think this dragon's been out there. And it was born maybe the same time period the other dragons were born. Or if it's older, maybe it's just huge. Yeah, it would help if it was like the size of a, a fucking Valerian the Dread times two. That would be awesome. So this attack on the fleet, I mean, it shocked everybody. She flies off on Drogon, not wanting to compromise him. She sees Rhaegel die. And Euron turns these big cross bolts on the ships toward the fleet and takes a few ships out and... Tyrion ends up in the drink. Everybody goes overboard. Varys, a lot of the Unsullied, Grey Worm. And you see um, Grey Worm calling for Miss Sunday on the beach. And that yeah. was when I was just like, oh, I'm filled with so much dread. Yeah. So now we cut to, we got, this is the first time we've seen Cersei in two episodes. And she's up there yeah. with Euron. She's got new battle wear on. She's uh, she's yeah. in time to sew some I kept, I kept checking the time. I was like, are we going to get any Cersei in this? Like, we <laughs> haven't seen her for like two. Uh, like, what is she up to? Like, what's what is going she on? doing? So she's, what she's done is very clever. She's opened up the gates to King's Landing. She's left them open. So, and she's spread the propaganda. That the Dragon Queen is coming. Yep. And she's going to murder you all. She's been killing everybody up in the north. She's just murdering everybody. Just propagandizing with fake news. Left, right, and center. And the gates, the people are just flooding in. And she's up there with Euron. And she's barely containing the fact that he makes her gag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She cannot stand Euron. And she's letting, she's telling him that, oh, I'm pregnant. And he's looking at Kyburn like, is that true? And he's like, yeah, I don't know why you're looking at Kyburn. I guess nobody trusts Cersei ass. So this is so okay. Let me get the let me get this whole baby thing straight. Sure. So she has the baby with Jamie. The baby is like definitely real now, right? Yes. Okay. Has the baby with Jamie. Jamie leaves. Right. Hooks up with Euron. Euron saw. Euron says, "I'm going to put a, a prince in you." Yeah. And now she's lying to him, saying that the baby is his. No, this is what I think did not happen. I think okay. she had Jamie's baby. She was pregnant. I think she lost the baby. She miscarried. Okay. Because she started drinking wine again. And now she desperately is hooking up with Euron to make him get a baby. I feel like that when we get to that gate scene, I'll explain why I think that's true. That's what I think happened. I may be overcomplicating it. It could just be that she's trying to put the baby. Why, would, why wouldn't she just have Jamie's baby? And say I have Jamie's baby and call him back with that and hold it over his head. Right? No. She lost that baby and now she's trying to pull one over on somebody. She needs Euron for now. She needs his fleet. Um, he's managed to kill Rhaegal. 
that's staying in a good graces. But when we hear the reigns of Castamere in this <sighs> moment, and then she I walks, was like, oh, and then she walks past Masande in chains. She goes, Breaker the Chains, I guess, is not like a thing. Yeah, she I, did, I was not out. seeing that coming either. I lost it. So then we get to that scene with Dragon. Uh, we won't beleaguer it. So Danny's at Dragonstone with Varys, and he tells her, this is a mistake. Tens of thousands are going to die. I've served tyrants. I don't want this for you. And she, she again, she just does not listen to him. And and I think you're absolutely right, Andre. As soon as she lost Jorah, I think she really started to descend and down another hole, another level. So, because this whole meeting up with Cersei and trying to, like, reason with her, this is Tyrion's idea. And yeah. I think Varys and... Danny are in agreement that this is not a smart move. Is they're saying why, or maybe maybe Varys is in agreement with Tyrion. I don't know. I just think it's a dumb plan. Well, we've seen this sort of this stubbornness from Daenerys before. Yeah, you know, back in you know on the other other sea, other side of the sea. I you mean, know, at this kind point, of like, I want to just she... I want to kill everyone and and make them. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, here's here's my thing. Tyrion has been making some really just questionable decisions this season. I mean, again, did he really, really not know about Jon's true identity? I feel like the moment he got that whole night with Bran hanging out. Like, why do we even have that scene if Bran? I know. I yeah. I thought the moment that he saw (laughs) Jon riding over with Rhaegal. I mean, especially this this person who has been studying dragons and all this stuff. I feel like. He could have pieced two and two together. And, like, even in the very beginning of the episode where Tormund's like, he rode a dragon. Like, is no one, like, wondering how he did that? Right. <laughs> like, so, and so there's that. And then, like, the whole thing with Cersei. And now he thinks it's a good idea. And it makes sense if you forget the kind of person Cersei is. Like, it makes sense. And the way Danny says it is that it, I guess it's fine. It'll be helpful for people to know that I at least tried right. to avoid the, the, the violence and the, and the slaughter, the coming slaughter. Yeah, that's how Danny's but this, playing it. Yeah. I'm going to look like I'm trying to work with her before I have to exactly. go there and break her head. <laughs> well, before I destroy exactly. them all, before they get burned up. Before all I of kill them, them all. Yeah. yeah. But again, this is Cersei. Right. <laughs> I'm like yelling at the TV. This is dumb. <laughs> It is so fucking This is dumb. Cersei we're talking about. Like, she's not. Even the whole kid thing. Like, she she does not. She's not going to surrender. No. She's going to no go matter down with what. the ship. She's going to go down with the ship. She is going to die last man standing. And she doesn't care if there's a resurrected, you know, dude from the north coming. Like, again, we skip over this all the time. Nobody goes, damn, man, you got brought back from the dead. Like, the biggest thing that's happened. You know, Danny's yeah. fireproof. You guys can fly above the clouds and nobody needs an oxygen mask. But no, we choose to focus on this like dumb shit like this. Let's go have a talk with her at the gate. Okay, fine. Well, yeah, she 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 was face to face with a a, a a reanimated skeleton. Right. Yeah. I mean, John at least looked like you know he looks normal, but a reanimated skeleton. <laughs> Semi-threatening. Yeah. Right. She's and like, still no, no change. Like, at this point, I I like. I have no question about it that Cersei knew that they were going to be able to defeat the the Night King for her. I feel like yeah. at this point she she had she had that confidence in, in that they would do that. Yeah. But then again, this whole thing is just like, why <laughs> yeah. are we trying to reason with this person? Is it just to why? show that Tyrion 
just really thinks there's a shred of decency in this person that is Possibly, Cersei. Because he, you know, he does say, "I've seen you with your kids," and she there for a moment breaks. She all, she wants to kill him so bad, and she knows that if she yeah. under different circumstances, she, she still would. doesn't kill him. She doesn't kill him, but I feel like she knows she's overplaying her hand. She doesn't do things out of emotion like that. And he gets her goat when he says, "I know you love your kid kids more than yourself, more than Jamie, more than anything." And he gets her almost to crack. But that time when she she almost cries, she lost the thing that mattered the most to her. The last thing she lost yeah. was Jamie's baby. I think I think I think those I think that what Tyrion the words Tyrion used and Andre was right it's like he's Tyrion's been making some really stupid decisions yeah. lately. But it's like why are you saying that? Yeah. That's not how to get somebody to But it, it kinda it kind of showed a little bit of a crack in her armor, but it also did two things. It showed us that there's still a beating heart inside Cersei and she is greatly upset and she was very upset when she hooked up with Euron that night. Because she lost Jamie's baby. That's I'm just convinced of that. That ma- yeah. okay. Now that makes more sense. She it's, was it's when all he leaves coming the room together. and she like starts to cry when he yeah. leaves the room. That's the only time she shows emotions because she's so in love with her brother and that was the last thing she had and she's lost it. She doesn't know she's going to see Jamie again. And then the second thing. Yeah, I mean, this, in a way, it it almost parallels exactly what Danny is going through. Exactly. Almost that they're just losing the people around them. They have a them. lot in common. I mean, I, again, I guess Jamie is going back to Cersei. We we completely forgot. To we talk don't about know. That, I'm going to get to what I think is going on there. So then, okay. the other okay. thing that happens in this scene is I think that Euron hears. Um, how does he know about the baby? I just mm, found yeah. out like an hour ago. Less than. How does this dude know about her being pregnant? Well, and it was oh, it was this right. that I thought that right. th- that Cersei was trying to pull a fast one and lie about who the actual father is. That's what what's well. Sort of one thing that Euron knows, he ain't to follow that. that baby. Yeah. So I don't know. But I mean, if that was Jamie's baby, and we're going under the assumption that she miscarried. Yeah. And this is yeah. Baby. Could it be possible that when Euron figures out that she miscarried, he he has no faith in her trying to. Yes. You know, like almost like a cursed womb or something like that. Like could he has be. no faith that, that she could birth a, a There's th- a something son. fishy about the pregnancy, whether I have it right or not. I feel mm. like I'm onto something about she yeah. lost it and now she's trying to cover. So then Jamie back at Winterfell. Now he's promised to stay with his girlfriend, with, you know, his night girlfriend, because she's, you know, pledged to the Stark girls. I don't know why he's thinking girls. Arya ain't going to listen to nobody. But because she's attached to Sansa and she's her knight, you know, it's a very un like thing. He's going to chill here in Winterfell <laughs> and be her her man. But then he yeah. hears about Euron's attack. He hears that Rhaegal is dead, so one of the dragons is gone. Ships are destroyed. masande has been captured. And Sansa quips at him, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to miss your, you know, Cersei getting executed because she knows this is going to push the dragon queen over the edge. And she's probably, in this case, like, let those monsters kill the monsters. Those two bitches mm-hmm. can kill each other, and my brother can have the throne. By the way, your sister's trash. And you see mm. the expression on his face, and I feel like a lot of things are going on with him. I feel like that he's like, okay, we have to win this war for so many reasons. First of all, my sister does not need the throne. We know how she is. Second of all, Bronn is going to kill Tyrion. I don't give a fuck if he kills me. But, you know, now the stakes are high, and I have to go guarantee that Cersei is ended because in this betrayal scene where he he's sitting by the fire and Brienne's in bed and he's looking into the fire and he decides he's going to leave and not tell her and she catches him out and goes whatever you see his face Nicola plays this scene so well because it's like he's so shocked that this woman is saying you're a good man 
and I yeah. love you and you're you're better than this. It really gets him. I don't feel like he's leaving going back to Cersei at all. I think he plays it off to Brienne. So A, he can break her heart so she'll get over him. Okay, it's something mm. that some people do. And B, that she will be under the illusion that he's going to help Cersei so it doesn't in any moment of passion doesn't get back to Cersei that she thinks he's coming to kill her, that he's returning to her because he loves her. Because there's little birds everywhere. There's spies everywhere. So I think he played this to full effect, but I think he really does love her. But he tells her, you know, I pushed a kid out a window. I choked our cousin to death. I would kill everybody in, I would have killed everybody in River Run for her. I would have done all kinds of cruel things. You know, she's hateful and so am I. And then I feel like he, this is a play on his part, complete play to make us believe that he is going back to Cersei when mm. I think he's just going to have to go put the mad dog down in the street. That's what I think. I could be wrong. So now we're back to this really dumb meeting with Cersei at the <laughs> gate. And they have Masande up there, which I got to tell you, just having anybody have this woman in chains up there, I was just, I think from here on out, I just, it was a blur. I just, I was just seeing red. And I have a low level hate for Cersei and a huge appreciation for how Lena Headey plays this bitch, how well she plays her. I just, my emotions got the best of me and I just, I couldn't contain myself because we have Kyburn come out in his weird dress. <laughs> his Liz, complete Liz low cut. I knew it was Kyburn when he, it was blurry because I could see like his chest. Like. <laughs> I've never paid attention to it, but it bugs Leslie Jones a lot. She goes, he ain't wearing no undershirt. He's a freak. It's, just cut, it's cut so low. I'm just like... I wasn't focused on that so much as the fact that Kyburn so casually went, yeah, the screams of children are disturbing. Yeah. And Tyrion's like, I don't want that. What do you... What? <laughs> Tyrion's just like... He's I, like, I, can't I don't talk to this man. want to hear that. Dude? Yeah. Uh, and then Tyrion spills the beans. Kyburn's a freak. Yeah. <laughs> Kyburn is a... He a freak. He a freak, yo. Well, like he took the hand. He's like, oh. Yes. I'm oh, going to yeah. touch Alive. myself with it later. It's going to jerk me off all night. I'm a weirdo. So then Tersi, we talked about Tyrion spilling the beans. And then Masande, when he talks to her about the baby, and she knows she doesn't have that card to play, and she doesn't have anything else to live for, she's just full mad dog. And... She steals herself back up, goes over to Masande and says, if you have any last words, now's the time. And I got to tell you, <sighs> Masande saying, Dracarys. And she said it just like Danny has said it. They put some reverb mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. That was nuts. Which means, you know, you come get this motherfucker. And that's when the mountain decapitates Masande. Again, mountain, I know something bad is happening coming well, for you, buddy. This is what I was thinking. It was like, okay, so the hound saw how the mountain's going to die. Is it Grey Worm who's going to kill the mountain? I don't know. Because he's, whatever he's it is, got a reason now. Oh man, the looks on Grey Worm and Danny Face is like, we're about to go medieval lemonade up on this motherfucker. And Grey Worm will like, chit chat like However, Oberon. yeah. I think however it plays out, it'll be satisfying. I think if you give that death to Grey Worm, I think yeah. you're giving it, because he's murdered yet another innocent woman. And if you give that death to Grey Worm, which we really want that death to be Grey Worms, not some dragon attack. We want it to be up close and personal. No monologuing. No. 
just fucking the dude up. So we know that's coming. And the look on the look on Danny's face, we go out on that. She's just like, Mm-mm. yeah. Well, see, is yeah. It, this, they're doing this again to us because like we've had we've had we've had these moments with Danny where we're just like, oh, you were about to turn bad. You're going the wrong way. And then the way they end this is like, oh my gosh, she's got to kick some ass now. I am totally on her side. You got to kick some ass. I'm all Team Danny now. I am Team Danny to the degree that I think she's a useful tool and has a purpose like everyone else. I think she's fueled by her ambition. I think she's fueled by her hatred of the Lannisters and the Baratheons. I think she's fueled by what happened to the Targaryens and how they lost their place in the world. All that's fueling her. But I think the story is going to use her as a tool, just like Beric Dondarrion was used and Lyanna Mormont. And, you know, Targs don't do well. They just don't. They tend to flame out. And I feel like she's going to get a lot of the damage done in the name of our standing heroes but will she sit on that throne will the throne be there i still end, i still think that Varys ends up no throne melting that shit down and returning it to the people uh, well the wrong. the first thing the first thing i thought was she is going to completely flame out on Tyrion now Tyrion was the one that suggested this happened. Yes, that's true. And this is what happened. So I feel this like full mad queen like like turned up to 10. And Emilia Kaka said episode 5 is huge. Yeah. Won't say how, but it's yeah. huge. Yeah. And I definitely think there's something big about to happen with Tyrion. Uh. I feel like Missande is like the, the, the straw that broke the third camel's back. Right. Like they've taken Jorah, <laughs> they've taken they've taken Viserion, they've taken Rhaegal, they've taken her relationship away with John, and now who does she have left? Her advisors who one of them doesn't even trust her anymore and they're the other one she can't trust to make good decisions. Yeah. And I don't think she's gonna listen to anybody's reason. I think she's gonna do what she wants to. No. She's just gonna be Yeah. A loose cannon, and I, you know, it's gonna be. I think as much as I'm mad at Danny right now, I'm gonna be heartbroken when and if she dies. Yeah. Because she's gonna get a lot of people killed, and I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that. She's already gotten a lot of people killed. I mean, part of me, again, it's not gonna be the show. It wouldn't be Game of Thrones if she just walked away from it and said, "I'm gonna go to Noth. I'm gonna chill with, you know, my girl's people and try to make yeah. amends and rebuild. You know, whatever they, what, what do they need? Do they need, you know?" new homes they need a new super mall i don't know what they need i can go help them out with all my you know yeah stuff. like i don't see her just going back no. to marine like she's not gonna go that's... back to marine and just like kick it and drink her wine i mean like she's just she's about destiny and they have this conversation Varys and Tyrion do about destiny and Tyrion says it right she goes she's a girl who came out of the fire with you know when it's fire with three stones he came out with three dragons i mean how are you gonna tell that girl that's not destiny i mean seriously yeah yeah, yeah. But then, then Barry said, what about John? Yeah. I mean, the same thing. Dude came back from the dead. You know, led his people reluctantly, yeah. but justly. So, yeah, yeah, everybody's got good points. And I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be good that all three of us are together because I feel like y'all are going to have to bundle me in the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it one of those safety blankets. <laughs> you need to wrap you. <laughs> you need to put me in a thunder shirt. <laughs> I need a thunder shirt and some wine. Probably in a flagon because I know bitch will squeeze a glass and just cut myself. I'll be like, ah! <laughs> so we have one more episode before you get here. Oh my God. I'm going to be there in eight days. We're in single digits now. It's insane. It doesn't even feel that close. It doesn't. <laughs> it feels so, so weird. I can't wait. So we're going to be doing that. 
Uh, so that's next Sunday. So yep. crazy. And then the finale, we'll all three be here with each other in studio to do that. That is so trippy. That's going to be great. You guys take care of yourself. We are going to say goodnight for now. Um, yeah, I know. We feel the same way you do. Drained, upset, hurt, um, pouring a 40 out on the ground from a Sunday. So just remember, when it all just goes to hell, Dracaris. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Game of Thrones.